0: Hello and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 233. John and Wendy talk to each other again. I'm your host, John. (laughs) And I'm Wendy. How are you, John? Wendy, I'm doing well and it is the end of August. Happy that this episode is once again being sponsored by our pals over at Namely.
1: Yes. Yes. Thank you, Namely. Excited to, always excited to work with them. Um, And continue to promote the the great work that they are
0: doing. We've certainly got more to come with them before the end of the year. That's just a little spoiler for the n- many episodes. Make sure that you check out namely.com slash HR social hour. You sign up. First month is free. Everybody knows we're big fans of them, and we hope you'll check them out. Now, some of you are probably wondering why are you talking to each other and not to somebody else?
1: Because we get to do what we want. No. We do, get to do <laughs> what we
0: want. And it is a yeah. very fair question. Wendy, i contacted you a few days ago and said, hey, I'd like to do a catch-up because we haven't talked. There's been a lot going on I'd like to talk about and I don't know where this is going to (laughs) go. We've got some thoughts, but we want to talk about what's been going on and then come back on the back end. We are going to answer some guest questions that we've chosen for each other, which I am excited to do. (laughs) We're not both going to answer. We're going to get one-on-one. And I have to ask, because I know it's wrapped up, how did the musical go?
1: It was a lot of fun. I believe we had over 3,000 people come see the show in, um, in the six shows that we did, which is phenomenal and fantastic. We've had a lot of people tell, or a lot of people told me, maybe they're just being nice, but uh, said the grandparents stole the show. Every time we came out, we stole the scene. I had a lot of fun. My goal was to try and get my fellow grandparents to break. I think I got Grandpa Joe to break three times in those six shows. Our last few rehearsals, I got him to break constantly because he just was not expecting me to do anything at all, I guess. Uh, I called him the Harvey Corman of the <laughs> the four of us. Because, look it up, kids. Yes, look it up, kids. He was the easiest to break. The rest of us had our moments I like to think I was more like Tim Conway and could just keep going and going and um, get him going, but no, we had a lot of fun. Uh, it was a great production. Looking forward to doing a little bit more with uh, the community theater. So next year, they're doing 9 to 5. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. Um, don't know if there's a specific role I'm going to go for yet or not. Just you know, kind of go and have fun with it. It did uh, allow Maggie and I to uh, find 9 to 5 on HBO Max and watch that again. You know, yes, it is dated. It came out in the early '80s, but it is a fun show. Um, highly recommend watching the original movie because Lily Tomlin, Tomlin, Jane Fonda, and Dolly Parton, with Dabney Coleman how how can you how can you miss with that
0: with those four? You can't. Interesting. Nine to Five is an interesting choice this year. Charlie and the Chocolate, Willy Wonka. I don't what what iteration is. That is a, a much more I guess all ages event. I don't see how Nine to Five. <laughs> Well, they, What's your daughter gonna be able doing that?
1: They flip flop, so every other year oh, there's a, okay. a kid-friendly show that kids can be involved in,
0: ah.
1: uh, and then the opposite years they do an adult show. So the adult year last year was something happened. Something funny happened on the way to the forum. Okay. So they flip-flop on those. Yeah. So the kids won't be able to do anything um, in the show next year, unfortunately. Um, so we'll have to find other ways to express their theater outlets. Um, we've already had requests for another Girl Scout theater camp, which obviously is not at that same scale. There's only so much you can do in a weekend. We'll probably do something with Girl Scouts to help them get that theater bug and and other ways. So yeah, it's, it, it's interesting how they decide on their shows, but it is nice that they at least every other year bring out an option for the kids to participate.
0: Two questions. First off, or I want to reiterate and maybe the audience will get a kick out of this too. you were the only grandparent that was chronologically aged enough to actually be a grandparent in real life. No
1: both the two grandmas, so myself and the other grandmother we were both yeah. we were both of proper age to be grandparents. We're
0: both in our okay. 50s. okay
1: The two grandfathers were in their 20s.
0: I didn't know if you were the only one not of that vintage or not, but okay. Okay.
1: The grandfathers were were much younger, which was fun to age them. We had some silver wax, hair wax, that we put in their hair because they're in their 20s. They have full heads of hair. There was a couple of times Grandpa Joe forgot to get the back of his head. And we're like, dude, you got to, you look way too young from the back. We got to gray that up.
0: (laughs) I got that out of the way. I remember when we talked about it, I thought it was humorous. The age discrepancy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you and Grandpa was funny. With 9 to 5, have you seen that show?
1: I have seen a bootleg copy that's on YouTube.
0: <laughs> because that's really the, all the, all there is, right? I mean, I was in New York for a training class when it came out, because it came out in 2009, I think. I think so, yeah. I remember walking, I was on Broadway, and I saw the sign and I took a picture because it said music and lyrics by Dolly Parton. And I thought that was like the coolest thing ever. I don't know anybody that's, Hey, if anybody's listening, that's seen that show, Contact us and give us a review or a commentary because I don't know anybody's ever seen it.
1: What I could watch of it, it's a bootleg copy, so you know that's it's not great. Alice and Janney played the Lily Tomlin character. The others I didn't know who they were. I'm not I'm not up on Broadway actors and actresses. I'm just not I'm never gonna see the original people on Broadway. I'm always gonna see the traveling version anyway. Yeah, I would love to hear what people have thought of it. The songs were phenomenal. I mean it's Dolly, so the songs are fantastic. The Tattletale character Roz has two fantastic numbers. Um, in the musical version, she's in love with Mr. Hart, so she has a couple of numbers uh, where she sings about her her love for him. Um, so I was like, okay, that might be fun to do. I've been able to find some pretty good copies of the songs on good video versions of the songs, so you can kind of see the acting of it and how, they've, how they play that out, which is actually, those are better quality than the original Broadway version. So sometimes you got to just look for the songs. You're not going to get the in-between stuff. It looks like it's going to be a fun show. So even if I just go see it, I, th- I think it'll be awesome.
0: I hope you have the time because I know that is an incredibly challenging part. Of it. Kudos to you and your entire family. And we've talked about it on the show before. The fact that the community theater is active and vibrant. When you told me the, the numbers in terms of attendees, wow, that's phenomenal. It really is,
1: you know, and it helps that a lot of the parents came multiple times. <laughs>
0: We don't have to say that. We just say you had 500 sale tickets plus an episode. Tremendous.
1: Well, it was kind of funny because someone someone came and they were like, well, why isn't your husband here? I'm like, well, he came a different night. Well, he's not coming to every performance? No, he's not going to come to every performance.
0: <laughs> You've been singing, dancing, well, sitting in a bed and singing anyway and entertaining the masses. You've also been tempting the taste buds of those in the immediate Brookings area with Daily Scoops. Summer's winding down. How are things with business? What's next? What have you learned this summer? What's going on?
1: Things are progressing. I'm super pumped because the uh, Brookings Chamber is going to host a Coast Starters program where they bring entrepreneurs in and kind of help you get to that next step. I'm, I'm waiting for my official acceptance. I shouldn't say that for sure I'm doing it. I did put in my application um, on the basis of the chamber president telling me to. So I think that was a pretty good sign that I'll be able to participate. Um, so it's a 10-week program. Really hoping that this will just show me what is next. Um, I know there's a market for this this. People really enjoy it. People look for me at um, the farmer's market. We have a downtown at sundown. The last one is coming up this week. So I've been to a couple of those. It's ice cream. So if it's hot out, I sell well. If it's not, don't sell as well because people, you know, you're not thinking about ice cream when it's 65 and um, a little chilly you want it to be a little bit warmer so um, this is the this Thursday is the last one so hoping sales go well I've been supported by eponymous obviously love them they let me set up at their booth so that's uh, I think that will really help sales this week and yeah we'll kind of see what's next it's interesting to I had to uh, pay my first sales tax
0: bill that's like framing your first dollar bill. like
1: A know. little bit. Yeah, I should, you know, put that bill up. It's just, yeah, it's interesting. You go in and like, okay, well, oh, well, here's how much money I made. And then they tell you, here's how much you owe us. i like, oh, okay, here we go. But you pay that quarterly in the state of South Dakota. So it's, it's just interesting, all these little, little pieces and keeping track of, trying to remember to keep track of everything um, that I'm spending on it. Because, you know, obviously I'm not making bank this year. <laughs> <laughs> this year is definitely going to be a loss, but uh, hopefully next year uh, with his co-starters, I can figure out what we do, what we do next, and um, how to take it to the next level and and scale
0: up. Will you be winding sales down then, or winding production down?
1: Yeah. So farmers market goes through the beginning of October, and so I am gonna. I'm working on getting a few more hours purchased at the commercial kitchen here in town. If I have extra, I you know. For the winter, I will probably make like a bunch of beer or a bunch of ice cream that we can serve at Eponymous with beer um, so we can have some beer float nights. And then I've been toying with the idea of doing some more direct sales where someone says, I would like two quarts of this kind of ice cream or I would like three pints of this kind of ice cream and um, making making it that way. So just trying to see again, I'm not quite sure what's next. I'm not sure how to make all that work. I know it's possible, but trying to figure out how to do that with having a full-time job.
0: Are you doing anything pumpkin spice related for the fall?
1: I have, I have a pumpkin um, pie ice cream that has, I pretty much always have some on hand because it's very popular.
0: I have to tell you, I heard the most disturbing thing today. Talking to my sister and my niece is a, is a senior in high school. She loves two things. She loves Dunkin' Donuts, coffee, and she loves goldfish crackers not, not the animal right maybe the animal but the- <laughs> apparently today when we record this they have released a collab dunkin donuts and goldfish of pumpkin spice goldfish and my niece said it's everything i've lived for or something like that <laughs> like it's, it's wife, it's all, I, as i told my sister though for a 17 year old regardless of what, you know, who and what they are for a 17 year old to say, my life is complete because there's pumpkin flavored goldfish. Like you're doing okay that it's not high end car or meeting some rock star or whatever. It's I I want pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice.
1: Well, okay. So, I mean, pumpkin spice is cinnamon, nutmeg that that's, that's pumpkin spice. It's pretty basic stuff. So maybe that wouldn't be so bad. I mean, if you're talking about a pumpkin flavored, that's a little
0: different. Pumpkin spice is ridiculous. The shenanigans. When I saw pumpkin spice bratwurst, like I'm out. No, no, you don't don't want cinnamon
1: bratwurst. You don't want cinnamon in your bratwurst, folks. That's just maybe. And I think to me, the thing that, that gets me is people are conflating pumpkin and pumpkin spice and putting them together. And they're two separate things. They're two separate things. And that's where I think a lot of people get. And that's why I called my ice cream pumpkin pie, because I actually put pumpkin in it.
0: Pumpkin spice goldfish. I guess if you want them, they're apparently out and about somewhere. They exist, according to my niece.
1: I can see Jesse asking for that if we see those in the grocery store. I can see her. Can we try those? I'm like, "Mm." I I hope they sell small containers because I don't need a whole (laughs) big thing of Pumpkin spice goldfish the that nobody's going to eat, bags. right? Because <laughs> it's cheddar cheese flavored cheese or and
0: pizza, or, or yeah, all, it's, or, or, or but they have plain ones that they, are just like oyster crackers, I guess. You, you know, you could ask no,
1: they're them. a little cheesy. There's a little cheese flavor to them, so yeah. I just, well, I don't know. To each their own, you know. If that brings you joy, <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm not I don't
1: need them. If the pumpkin spice goldfish cracker brings you joy, by all means, enjoy it.
0: <laughs> yes. Don't have to send any to us.
1: Yeah, we don't need any. We're we're all good. We're all good. Well, John, let's let's talk about our break a little bit. And um, a lot of that came from some of the stuff that you've been going through.
0: Yes, break literally. Oh, this year has been really challenging for the Thurmans. Many of the listeners are aware. You know, I lost my mother back in February. My dad has been doing had been doing fairly well with their things. They would have celebrated their 50th anniversary last week. It's been a challenge for all of us. We're all grieving in our own ways and. I've been fortunate enough, though, to be able to go see him a couple times since February and spend, spend a week with him and just hang out and do things you know with him that have been nice. July 3rd, he had an accident where he broke his femur. And I'm not talking like crack. I'm talking it looked like something out of a cartoon. The x-ray is one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. I was told, I guess it was translated to my sister, that that kind of break is typically comes from two, one of two things a gunshot, or a high-impact car crash. And he did it stepping up into the choir loft at his church. Oh. <laughs> Strongest bone in your body. He's been taking bone density pills. Like the whole thing is just bizarre. It's been a challenge. He spent about a week in the hospital there. I was able to go and spend a couple... went, went at The end of his hospital stay was there for about two weeks as we got him into rehab. And it has been a lot of ups and a lot more downs. Really has struggled with the rehab component and getting well enough to be able to go home. Knowing I was going to be in Louisville for two weeks, we talked about it and we said, hey, we're going to take a break from the show. We didn't have things banked. Believe it or not, folks, we don't always record a bunch of stuff ahead of time. (laughs) And I wasn't going to have time to to edit and, and do the productions and get it out. So we just said, hey, you know what? We've done this for four and a half years. There are 200 and almost 300 shows available. We're just going to say, hey, Summer break, summer vacation, we're out. All of you that have been incredibly supportive, we appreciate it so much. People said, Hey, you deserve it. Go do it. I wish I could say I had enjoyed that time away because I really didn't. I think you and I can agree, Wendy. Uh, getting old is not the most fun thing in the world, particularly when you have parents that are aging. It has been a challenge. You've had challenges at your place too this year. One of the things that's come out of that is realization that we're trying to find balance. Part of it is changing the priorities of what we do, or at least for me. Most of the listeners that have listened for any period of time know we take great pride in what we do here. We really enjoy doing it. I probably enjoyed it too much and let other things slide. I did. That's come to light over the last many months as well. I'm going to say it because every time I say it and I speak my truth and speak to power, I feel better. I have determined that I'm an alcoholic. came to this realization last fall when things were really starting to fall apart for me personally. When I told you, I'll never forget, first words out of your mouth. That explains a lot of things. For some of you that are just hearing this for the first time, bear with me. It has been a journey. It continues to be a journey and a process. For those of you that I may have hurt in any way when I was being a jerk, I am sorry for that. You're probably not listening to this show now anyway, if that's the case. Uh, I was not a pleasant person to be around in many cases. As my wife would so eloquently point out, Wendy saw the John at home recording and doing things. Bottom line was, Things were not good here, and, and you and you know that. And and there were handful of people who were aware of the situation. I'm I'm really fortunate for several things. I'm really fortunate that Heidi gave me an opportunity to straighten things out and get myself straight and get things straight with her. My boys were incredibly supportive. I did put this out uh, on several social platforms. The outpouring of support was shocking. Like I was totally blown away. Very appreciative. It really does mean a lot, and it's nice to know that. If I can help somebody else now, I want to be able to do that. And people have said, appreciate you being so willing to share and tell. And, you know, as I've told, I've told you and I've told other people, it's a day-by-day process. Let's face it. I think the last month has probably been the most challenging in terms of I saying so. things would be so much easier if, but it won't be. And I and I know that. I say all this to say that I love all of the listeners, those that have been so supportive, I love our sponsors. Anybody that's taken time to be part of what we do, I'm incredibly thankful for. I just need people to understand, though, that it's not going to be the priority going forward.
1: And it never should have been.
0: <laughs> it never should have been. I was not thinking straight. I was in a cloud for basically three years. I own that. I've asked for forgiveness for those that I feel need it, and I've tried to make things immense with you know with my family, and thankfully they have have been great because they could have said, you know, no, we're not going to, they could have, I would have understood. And I will just say this out loud too, that uh, as somebody that never really thought much about therapy, I mean, I thought it was fine if you wanted to do it. uh, I'm a fan. Like, (laughs) It's really been helpful. If you need help, go seek it. I'm not ashamed. People have come to me directly in private to say what their struggles are. And it's, we're all in this together, right? I mean, we, that's one of the things that we really worked so hard to do with with us as a community was to make it so that people would be willing to
1: be, be a part of the community and help each other
0: and, and help each other. And everybody's been great about that. Again, as you said earlier, it's our show, so we can do it <laughs> putting it Put out there. It's probably not the last time we'll talk about some of these things. I have thought a lot about and I've talked to other people about conversations about grief and trauma and some things that are out there that I, I don't know where those will go yet necessarily or w- when that will happen. They probably will happen. I mean, that's something I just feel like because it's what we want to do with it, we can make it whatever we want. And that's the beauty of this too. Is that <laughs> I can sit here and say these things. I'll edit what I want to edit out. <laughs>
1: cut cut we're gonna cut this no we're not and i I think it's i think it's good john that you've been open and and willing to share your story your struggles your journey i I did y'all i really did when he told me i was like Everything makes so much more sense. We're friends. I would count you amongst some of my one of my closest friends, someone that I could go to with a lot of things. But I don't see you every day. You know, I I don't see everything in your home. So there's a lot of stuff that I I didn't know. Having that come out, it was just okay. This all makes so much more sense, um, especially when I would get angry texts from John with copies of s- somebody wanting to introduce a guest to us.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> and just telling John just just step away. <laughs>
0: I believe I've said it on this show. When you said to me, no is a complete sentence, that hit me in in such a way. I use it all the time. I've told other people that. We continue to get inundated with guest requests, people that want to get in front of our community for free. And the bottom line is, if we don't know you and you want to sell something, you pay for the privilege. And and it's real simple. And, And thankfully, most people now, I have a patented response or a polite response and nine times out of 10, they're super cool. And they'll say, oh, I didn't know. Thank you so much. And every once in a while, you get some jack leg that'll be like, try to push it. Like the person who said, oh, we weren't submitting a guest. We were submitting a podcast. Per-. Well, come on. Like, what's the- <laughs> Okay. So I added one word to my response and sent it back. We don't accept podcast guest yeah. submission. So that's my new response. We don't accept podcast guest submission. So if you're listening to this and you think you want to send somebody, we don't accept podcast guest submissions.
1: Bring them to into the community. Participate in our chat. Listen and understand what we, what we do and what we talk about before saying this is something that you should talk about on your podcast.
0: They're sending that to hundreds of shows, and you don't know. The other thing is don't come to me with, oh, I listen to your show, and I do this, that, and the other, and then misspell my name. <laughs> come on. John No H. Like, come on. It is not that hard. It's just not. And if you spend any time with us at all, you would know that. We are back. We are on a regular schedule. Regular schedule, not only for the podcast, but also with the chats. And we do want to put out that we mentioned a couple of, at least an episode or a couple episodes ago, we're going to put trivia nights back into the mix. However, we do have quite a few chats to go before the end of the year. And if you are interested in co-hosting and have a topic that you'd like to discuss with the audience, we would like to talk about that. You know, unfortunately, the reality is, We run out of topic ideas, and it's good sometimes to bring it back. We just brought back a topic we hadn't talked about in a year or so with employee engagement. We enjoy that, and we can change up some of the conversation. However, somebody just approached us recently with a topic we're going to be doing very soon that I don't think we've ever done, and I'm excited about that because it's pertinent and timely, just something like, hey, we've never thought of doing that. Let's talk. Let's put that together. Those of you that are kind of timid about Twitter chats, you don't have to be a Twitter chat guru for this. We run it. You just come participate, share your wealth of knowledge, welcome people. You don't have to be on it like Wendy and I do. And, and most will know, you know, as soon as it's over, I break, I'm done. It is, it's mental gymnastics, but it's fun. And, and it's hard to believe when, I mean, we're, we gotta be cl- I think we're like 80 now. I don't even know. I don't count anymore.
1: Yeah, I don't count either because there's so many of them. All of them are are fun and special. And, you know, the other thing I want to bring up too is just because you're not there live with us doesn't mean you can't participate. I always go in Monday morning. I always and probably even Tuesday morning throughout Monday and looking for the hashtag to see what else is out there, um, who else has brought stuff up and and continue
0: that conversation. Wendy made a great point. You've got to use the tag. I get so many replies from people and I and I, I just say this if I don't know you and you don't include the tag I'm not going to reply I can assume what you're at, but I just don't I just but don't there's no time. if there's no
1: context
0: no context. we're not gonna know just tease the tag do you want to co-host say the words you just know we'd love to talk more we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back this episode of the HR social hour half hour podcast is brought to you by namely We all do our best to keep ahead of business trends, but keeping ahead can be its own full-time job. With everyone wearing multiple hats, it's easy to fall behind. That's why you need to make the switch to Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that adapts with your business. Namely helps you and your team with all aspects of HR, from onboarding and performance management to payroll and intuitive benefits enrollment. Whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, all in one connected and modern platform. Plus, Namely is customizable for your company, culture, and goals so they can match where you are now and adapt as you grow. Grow with Namely. Learn more about making the switch today by going to Namely.com slash HRSocialHour. For a limited time, get one month free when you make the switch to Namely. That's Namely.com slash HRSocialHour. Thanks again to Namely for sponsoring the HR Social Hour half-hour podcast. Now, back to the show. I'm coming back from the break. This is a little bit different. Wendy, I can't remember, and it's hard... I keep a lot of notes, but I don't recall when we first started going with the guest questions. It's been... It's
1: been about a year, I, a year, year and, and a half. More than a year. More okay. than a year, okay. Maybe the beginning of 21 that we started.
0: Probably been close to two at this point that we started. that. I lifted that from the AB Club, their old interviews, because it's the AB Club and they did a print interviews and I we did it here because it's fun. And Wendy and I have four questions for each other. I'm going to start. Wendy, Lori Gobble asked... What do you think is the most important skill to have or improve on in the post-pandemic, we'll say post, in this hybrid work world that we're now in?
1: I think the most important skill is the ability to, oh, what's the word? Um, to flex. The, the ability to, to improv a little bit on, on what's happening and be able to adjust because, you know, you don't know where someone's coming from. You don't know what they're what what they're thinking, Um, and and being able to connect with people virtually uh, is is a skill that uh, a lot of people have had to learn how to do. So, being able to to kind of flex into that and meet people where they are, I think people have gotten a lot better at that. And kind of sitting back and saying, okay, well, this person's in the office, this person isn't in the office, or even you know, even from from a home life perspective of being able to flex with what's happening in somebody's home world too. So yeah, I'm gonna say, uh, be able to flex. All right, John, for you, Rachel Taculads asks, what is your biggest win?
0: Professionally, it's doing this. When companies that would not interview me years ago now contact me to want to have their executives <laughs> on, that to me is, is a tasty win. I really am proud of that fact. And I've had a lot of laughs over not only that, but also people from some of those organizations that contact me asking about how we do certain things or with my corporate shows now and what I'm doing there. I just think it's really funny because guess what? I could have been doing that for you, but you didn't want me (laughs) for whatever reason. You know, maybe I didn't get through the damn recruiters. Who knows? I don't (laughs) know. So professionally, though, I didn't
1: get past the ATS. (laughs) I didn't get past the ATS.
0: Yes. Yes. We should someday do a, all about our previous interviews. One of the funniest things ever that I ever dealt with was I had an interview with somebody for a labor relations job. I'm starting the conversation, and they they asked me some questions about labor relations, about you know my duties. If you're familiar with working in labor, there's a process, you know, particularly at negotiations and where you sit at the table and that kind of thing. And so I was talking about I was number two at the table, and I did this, that, and the other. Ten minutes in, the person goes, "Well, John, I do have another question." I said, "What's that? What exactly is labor relations?" I'm like, all right, well, there's no way I'm oh. getting this job because the person trying to re- interview me doesn't <laughs> even know what the hell they're recruiting for, or, or interviewing for. What was great was I ran into somebody later, a, a former president of Richmond Sherm, who was a huge labor person in the Richmond area for many years. And I ran into them at Panera, which was my second office at the time. And I said to them, oh, you know, I had an interview with ABC and he laughed he goes, you're never getting that job. I said, why not? And he goes, because you're not an attorney. You don't have a this, that. And he, like, he reeled off five things. And he goes, you don't have any of that. And quite honestly, the guy in charge, he didn't care how long it'll take. It took them three years to fill that job. So it wasn't apparently very important, but I just thought it was funny because he's like, oh, no, you're not. And sure enough, the person, if they didn't have five of the things to check, they had four and a half. Like it was it was ridiculous. But I knew I wasn't qualified for it either. I just knew more. I, it was solidified to me, though, when the recruiter said, what exactly is the labor relation? Oh, no, this is not going to work out. Bonnie Indicott asked, "What's your best time management hack?"
1: Honestly, it is reminders in Outlook. Whenever I get an email or you know something that has a to do on it that I don't have to do today, it just I just need to do it at some point. Um, I put a reminder on it, and then Outlook tells me usually the next morning here are the things that you need to do. Cause I usually put the reminders at like 7 PM the night, same night that I'm scheduling it so that it pops up in the morning. And I'm like, okay, here are the three things that I need to get done today. Or the three people I need to contact or follow up with that has saved my butt a lot. Um, because we all know how emails get and things fall through the cracks. Um, so that is, that's my, um, my best hack. Ann Tompkinson asks, if you could ask for career advice from anyone over the course of history, fictional or non-fictional, who would it be and why?
0: David Brent. (laughs) Sorry. David Brent from the UK office, because (laughs) let's face it, that guy was a walking mess, Mm -hmm. and yet somehow he maintained a job, and then he left and had a singing career. I think sometimes we ask about what would you do if you went back to start your career? And you know, somebody said once, well, I don't, I wouldn't do that. I do think about what would be different if I necessarily hadn't, maybe I'd switch jobs, you know, done certain things like, you know, if I stayed somewhere too long, those kind of things. But I'm not really sure who I would talk to. Who would I emulate? I have very high regard for many of our peers and I appreciate what they do and how they do it. I don't think that's me though.
1: Finding yourself. I like it because you could at least go in and, you know, what
0: not to do, what not
1: to do. <laughs> how do I not manage people? Um, I'm going to take what you do and not do that. So yeah, I guess there's, <laughs> there's value in that.
0: Okay. Wendy, Namely's own Larry Donovan asked, what advice would you give another leader or practitioner about the one thing you've learned that's been most important in making an impact?
1: I'm going to go to kind of back to what you said there with, you got, you gotta be yourself. You know, it, it's good to get advice from other people. It's good to emulate other folks, but in the end, You have to be true to who you are. You have to have your own voice. And, um, you know, we're not all the same. And we don't want to all be the same. So, yeah, it can... I, you know, I'm going to pick on Kate. Love Kate Bischoff to death. She is... Uh, ph- phenomenal woman. I love hanging out with her. You know, if if I were uh, living a different life, maybe I'd want to emulate her a little bit more. But I don't see myself out there driving helicopters or learning to ru- drive a helicopter as my um, hobby. <laughs> She's a little more on the wild side than I am. So I, you know, live vicariously through her. I, I don't need to be her. I, I just need to be her- me and I need to have... Um, Give, have, make sure my voice is out there as well. So I, that's that's probably the best advice is that every everyone's voice has meaning
0: out there. Gee, where have we heard that before? Oh, I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Since you are such a fan, uh, Sarah Noel Wilson asks, what has become clearer for you now than it was two years ago?
0: Certainly still the number one fanboy non related <laughs> Sarah Noel Wilson. Sobriety has made a lot of things clearer in the last uh, almost year for me. As we talked about earlier, reprioritizing and understanding what's re- truly important and that while this show is important and special, it is not the important thing uh, in my life or yours or anybody else's for that matter. It shouldn't be. If it's somebody else's, that's kind of creepy. <laughs> kind uh, of creepy. <laughs> like I said, just the the general prioritization and understanding, particularly this year with significant loss in the family, it has compounded that and really helping to understand that and what what's important. Recent guest, and I still say a plant, <laughs> Bonnie Natko asked, What kind of toppings are you going to use for a Sunday if you're having a Sunday made? We're not using your ice cream. Well, I guess we could. It's just uh, how are you going to make your Sunday?
1: I am not a put everything on. So, you know, you go to those frozen yogurt places where you can add all your own toppings and some people add, like, everything. I, I try, tend to go with a theme if I'm going to do that. But my go-tos are going to be, like, fudge and caramel, maybe some nuts, maybe some Reese's peanut butter cups if they've been crushed up nicely. I, I tend to keep it pretty traditional when I go to, um, go to that. Now, I might pick an off-the-wall ice cream if I were to call out my um banana foster ice cream you know if we get a nice spicy rum vanilla and then put some caramel caramel with bananas and walnuts on it yeah that would be good that would be good uh another recent guest and just because this question makes me laugh uh matt stolik asks top sheet or no top sheet
0: top sheet all the way <laughs> Preferably tucked in. Relatively oh, you like them snug. I like that uh, feeling of security. Yes. Oh, okay. We always appreciate the questions. Yes. I have one more. We've unfortunately not been able to do a pop culture roundtable this year for a, a lot of reasons. But I wanted to ask you one podcast, book, album, TV show, something in the last many months that has really been a hit for you.
1: You know, I've been doing a lot of rewatching of stuff, but uh, I'm going to go with Ms. Marvel, the the t- recent TV series. I really enjoyed it. I loved the travel back in time to Pakistani culture, learning learning actually about some of that history that i never knew was it was fascinating. I think Disney and Marvel did a great job with that storytelling. I have been a huge fan of their recent limited series. I think they've done a great job with all of them. It really shone out a lot when I saw the latest um, Doctor Strange movie. I yep. didn't like it. No, I, not I, great. It, it didn't tell a story, and I think that they have been doing such a good job telling the stories in these, you know, six episode series. They're, they're missing something in the movies, so I'm I'm hoping that the Marvels movie. Continues the storytelling that they started with Ms. Marvel. We all enjoyed it. We all enjoyed that, sh- that series in my house. So how about you?
0: Yeah. So one thing this year has blown me away. First off, I've forgotten how good it could be. And that's Beavis and Butthead. They are back. It's on Paramount+. Plus. The movie was Beavis and Butthead do the universe. The premise as to how they time travel from 1998 to 2022 is a riot. It is so funny. And then there's a new TV show. Like there's a new season. I've been a Mike Judge fan since Beavis and Butthead. King of the Hill was amazing. Idiocracy really is one of the scariest movies ever made in terms of how accurate it is. Office space. I mean, for crying out loud, we still want to do a movie night about office space. Everything Mike Judge does is tremendous. There is an episode in this new season. It's Beavis and Fire. Butthead's not in it. Beavis has a conversation with Fire for 10 minutes It is a scream, and they do reaction videos, they do music videos, you know, the YouTube stuff. There's a BTS video where, oh, if you like Beavis and Butthead, it is so much better than the show that came out 10 years ago, the MTV one that came out where they did reality TV. Those were just not very good, I didn't think. The first two episodes in this new season are tremendous, and Beavis and Butthead do the universe. It's probably better than Beavis and Butthead do America, which I thought was good at the time. This is as good if not better. It's cool.
1: For Beavis and Butthead fans out there.
0: For Beavis and Butthead I, I,
1: I've I have heard that, that same thing from other folks that were fans back in the day and they are really enjoying it. I wasn't a fan, it wasn't for me.
0: And that's okay. I just think it's frightening that 30 years ago that show banned anything any commentary about fire because of what they perceived people behave and behaved in ways. The fact that there's now a segment where he talks to fire and has a conversation and it's all about him even as like a 3 year old there's a wow. shot of him at 3 years old blowing out the birthday candles and fires talking to him then hilarious absolutely hilarious if you're into that
1: love it I hey good you know the thing about it is that's that's what I love about the uh, content that's out there right now is that there's choice for everyone there's something out there for everybody it's not like back in the day when there were you know three channels <laughs>
0: it's funny that you mentioned the miss marvel show because i've heard really good things about it i haven't read everybody knows i haven't read comics in a long time you know this year the batman was phenomenal so much better than i thought it was going to be yeah doctor strange was ugh, no not for me spider-man oh well, no the spider-man come, what else came out this year i can't remember spider-man like, i didn't see thor i didn't see thor yet it's okay. Beta Ray Bill's not in it, so I was like, I just I can yeah, see it, it on video. Like yeah. that's not something I have to go with. No,
1: You don't need to see that in the theater. It's not appointment viewing. It was it was fun. I just didn't care as much.
0: That bumps me out. Like yeah. I, I want it to be as Ragnarok was tremendous.
1: Ragnarok is Ragnarok is still the best. Uh I, it's better than
0: Thor two. Oh well that's not saying much. Which that's isn't just, saying that was much. It's not great. Um, that was not great.
1: I don't know where, I, I mean, I don't know where it is. Like, Thor 1 is better, or this one's better. This one was more fun than Thor 1. I'll say that much. Thor there 1's was... a
0: Shakespeare movie. It's Kenneth Branagh directing. I mean, it was yeah, it was
1: Shakespeare. This one's, yeah, it's definitely more fun. Rocky and I have had some conversations on whether or not it's even canon. It might not be because of how they set up the storytelling, which, um, which, hey, if it's, even if it's not, Jane
0: canon, became Thor in the comics, so that that part, you know, that part really, it really I, happened in comics. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I did like that. I did like uh, Natalie Portman as the Mighty Thor. I didn't really enjoy that whole star, story arc that they yeah. th- did throughout the whole movie, but I did enjoy Natalie Portman as the Mighty Thor. I will say that much.
0: The good news is, there's even more to come. All these things that we do enjoy, you don't have to like it all. It fascinates me that people get upset when you don't like something that they like. And I had friends that were irate that I didn't like all of Obi Wan Kenobi. Guess what? It was not a great show. Sorry, For last two episodes tremendous. Yeah, the rest of it, eh? It
1: was it was interest. It was a there's a few parts that I was like, wait, wait, what happened? That's a plot hole right there. <laughs>
0: That show didn't get good until the last two episodes. The last two were great. That last episode in particular, when you saw arguably two of the greatest force wielders at the peak of their power, the one thing in that show that timeline wise that bugs me. Now, I know age wise it works, but we're supposed to believe that nine years passes. He goes from looking like he did then to looking like Alec Guinness. (laughs) Like, Alec and, I mean, I, you would, but I, I understand that's about time-wise, age-wise, it's accurate. That part was the hardest thing to swallow. It was like, man, desert life would really be that.
1: How rough, how, well, you know, you're living out in the desert. You're not around people. Yeah. He didn't cut go. up meat anymore.
0: That was like my favorite part. That was one of the <laughs> things, you know, working on that rotted dinosaur thing, cutting meat every day. <laughs> How's he going to feed his animal if, he, if he's not working? Like, come on. Well, we've covered a lot. This has been a a tremendous conversation. We always go longer than a half hour and hey, guess what? We can do that. We've been serious, we've been silly, and everything in between. And that's why I like doing these yes, uh, so much. Me too. People listening at this point ought to know how to get in touch. But if they don't, Wendy, best way for them to get in touch with you?
1: Uh, best way is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com. And then, of course, the second and fourth Sunday of each month, you'll find me on Twitter, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, as part of our twice monthly Twitter chat. How about you, John?
0: Once again, thanks namely for sponsoring this episode in the entire month of August namely.com slash HR social hour to learn more. And as for me, johnthurman.com for all things, John Thurman and for the show, HR social hour com. Listen, rate review, share and follow. You'll get those new episodes each and every week. We are committing to that international listeners. We'd love to talk to you about ice cream or movies or HR stuff. Whatever you, you want to talk whatever, about. Whatever you might have an interest in that we think would be pertinent to the community, we'd love to talk more. It is easier for you to get in touch with us than for us to get in touch with you. Reach out and we'll start those conversations. Well, Wendy, we've talked to each other again. Yes, And I'm have. sure we'll do it uh, more down the road. I will say thank you and thank you for all the support in the last many, many months. So, for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John.
1: And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect.
0: Give back and... Network. Network. Take care, everybody.
1: We'll see you soon.